One. And oh fuck, god damn it! And oh, we fucked it already. All right, y'all. Play the intro again. Oh wait, we it's have over. It. Fuck it. There is no in. There is no <laughs> intro. It's. I was about to say, what the fuck is the intro? Tell me how many episodes are you gonna get an intro? Do you know how many people have had tell me that I need an intro? And I'm sure Peter Duke has told you that by now or something. Every, literally everyone. I mean, like truly every. I get texts from people that are like, "Love the podcast. You need an intro." And uh, technically don't because you're not like live, like you're not live streaming it. But, you know, most people do it anyway. I don't know. I think it's like I think it's supposed to be like a Pavlovian thing. Right. Where you hear the the sound or something. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of marketing and, you know, click the bell, like and subscribe, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I think I just have such a deep disdain for all like all tradition just because of really getting banned has just made me angry at everything yeah that, it does that <laughs> yeah i'm not full ted kaczynski mode i'm not like getting denied from art school mode but i mean <laughs> i'm enough that i'm not gonna shout out the 420 birthday boys uh and, speaking what, of someone who he, just had a birthday recently was that was that his birthday that I was thought, that was a certain disgruntled art student's birthday i thought hitler i thought he popped himself on 420. i'm pretty sure he was born on 420 i think he might be right I think he committed suicide on like four thirty, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Like, yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want to go with the, oh yeah, Hitler popped himself in the bunker. No, I mean, no, he did. I mean, he went to Argentina. Yeah, he went to Argentina, changed his name to Jack, and then got assassinated. In Thanks, Ratlines, and you know, of course, Operation Condor and Operation Gladio, and you know, oh yeah, we need, we need those oh, Nazis yeah. down there, man. Yeah, bullshit. Like, um, sorry, I took some tums. Like that, 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 uh, that U boat that got intercepted. Was it the Type 29 or whatever? The super fancy, um, like the first modern sub, what we would consider the modern sub. They had this, uh, I think it was the 29. They had a really ridiculous submarine that was planned. There was one that they made though, and they stripped it of all like conventional capabilities. And what yeah. they did was they packed it with a, v2 rocket parts and i think a messerschmitt 262 engine and it was they were sending it to japan i think it was after hitler yep. allegedly popped himself you, know, you just use one of those like, cat pistols that said bang it just, <laughs> it just said out wiedersehen and he just dipped but it was intercepted like a hundred miles from where i was born off the coast of portsmouth new hampshire if you're you don't send a U-boat to Japan across the Atlantic, which makes me think it wasn't intercepted, which makes me think that that was the beginning of, like, paperclip. Well, I mean, th- in theory, okay, like, they had, like, the milk cow. Uh, they were called milk cows, and so they are basically um, a, a submarine uh, gas tanker for other submarines to refuel at. They had refueling points, so it's, like, allegedly, like, if you – really had to worry about security you could fuck, say fuck it take like the long at the longest yeah. way around but i think we all know like if you're here listening to this you probably looked into this enough to be like yeah i think they kind of took some of those submarines and went to they south absolutely, america instead, they ab- you know? they absolutely fucking did who's the guy i had on like um who wrote the book hunting hitler i can't remember his name god fuck i you know and i i remember like yeah, I, I remember my like way back in the day, like when I was like a teenager working for the circus um, and everything like my boss with the circus was even talking about that kind of stuff like that was, you know, and I was like, oh, man, you're crazy. Like he's old, you know, but of course now. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. No, uh, 
not at all did he kill himself. That's not at all how it went down. We absolutely gave him all. I mean, the Dulles brothers were were working with him beforehand. I mean, wasn't George Bush's grandfather like financing him? Like, well, yeah, because if you go to the Bush family, they were financing, you know, Germany all along the time. And of course, you know, right afterwards, you know, we got the Bandera network and all those Nazis in Ukraine, you know, yeah, that, yeah. You know and all, yeah. you know, they're everywhere. Yeah, you know, we, we, we put those people everywhere. So really, it's so George Webb has it wrong. It's not that the soldiers are turning in their graves because now we're funding the Nazis. This is just business as usual. Uh, yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, it's it's definitely um, the the more romantic, you know, the, the, the people that signed up and went into that line of work for more romantic reasons with less information than we have today, they're probably turning. Well, they probably already did when they found out what the hell was really going on on the other yeah. side. But, you know, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's nothing new under the sun for those that are actually looking at it from the grand strategic level. But, you know, yeah, uh, other than that, I don't know, you know same shit, different day. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, just to do a complete schizophrenic 180, not, not that these should be associated at all, but this really sounds bad because I really like him. I'm trying my hardest to make him win, and I don't want to just segue from Nazis to him, but we're going to do it. Has Joe Kent won yet? And that's not – I fucking uh, love Joe Kent. That's so, by no means supposed to be a dog whistle I, that he's a Nazi. So last I heard, we may be getting an update on that this evening. Um, the, the problem with – with Joe Kent's situation right now is that like, we clearly can see they've had the entire weekend to, to try and fortify uh, this thing. And and what I've said before in, in the text communications and whatnot is very similar. Joe Kent has a shot. I mean, make no mistake, you know, he does have a shot, but when we look at where we know we're going to win, for example, Arizona, I mean, you know, Prather, you know, Phillips, you know, you know, we have a lot of serious people with a lot of serious juice to have been preparing for, you know, doing surveillance for the election, have been preparing to catch uh, people trying to fortify it. So we knew even if they were going to, even if they fortified so hard that they would win Arizona, we would have so many people watching that and mm-hmm. there to capture that, that we could make that an inflection point and kind of use that momentum. Uh, you know, Joe Kent, on the other hand, I don't, I mean, you know him and his team better than I do. I don't know how big his team is in Washington. I don't know how much of, you know, obviously he's got two different Republican uh, candidates going on for him. I don't know if he has necessarily that same level of network that yeah. has been built up in Arizona to say catch him in Washington. So it's kind of a, it, it's up in the air and, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how that turns out. Yeah, and for all future listeners, today is Monday, August eighth, twenty twenty two. Kind of another aside, not to, but I was always upset that I was born on the seventh. I was born right in between Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and I could have had such a cool birthday, but I was right, like right in the center. So that's just another kind of disgruntled thing. The bomb birthday. Yeah, I know. But like, um, well, th- my reasoning is this: is like, how the how fucking long. Like I was ten, the during the Bush Gore thing, and I remember, like me and my little brother, like laying on my parents' bedroom floor. They like, stole it from Al Gore. Al Gore invented the internet. The internet, he I put know. The tubes together. He did. And, um, There's a and series they stole of tubes. Uh, you using, know, the the literal got, Bush Nazis, actually, they, the, the Nazi Party. When you think about it, stole um, the election from Al Gore. He. He developed a series of tubes and the 
Bush dynasty went full chat on them. And we could have been net neutral. Like we could have cut carbon by now. We could be totally like transition to green energy. Could there still could be, have polar there could be a windmill gaps. in my backyard. If New York if wouldn't be underwater Alvaro. right now, but those damn Bushite neocon Nazis. Jesus fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember watching then and I was 10 and like, I was aware by aware, I mean just osmosis through my parents. Not that I had a functioning cortex, but yeah, like growing up in Florida, like we were the butt of every oh, political yeah. election joke forever. And and, and yeah. keep in mind, like I, you know, I was political in first grade. Okay. Yeah. So somewhere I'm I'm not making this up. My mother has I, I, a frame. I, I, I don't but, doubt it at my, all. Yeah, I, I was actually I was a diehard neocon at first grade. And then later I became a libertarian. But somewhere my mother has a frame. I was running a, a lemonade stand with like a very high, I guess he's a pretty high up staffer now for Greg Stoob who's the congressman there. And, um, and that, that kid was like, he was political from the get go, but you know, um, all that, that's just, just me, scream, just, just my scream. political background. You know, I just grew up with this shit, but we got made fun of us. Everyone was like, Oh yeah, it's election shenanigans again. Here we go with that Florida shit, all that Florida shit. Yeah. You know that, but that's what it was. And I, nowadays yeah. you've taught, even suggest that there's a, you know, election fortification and you know, there's a, you know, your national oh, domestic violent extremist. And oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like that DHS memo questioning the integrity of elections mm -hmm. is a national security. Thing. Mm -hmm. I get they didn't know which one to pin me on because right under it was questioning COVID. Mm -hmm. So they had to decide. <laughs> it's like the meme. <laughs> you have to decide which one they didn't know how, which why to fight, why to send the hellfire. I know. But then, then I, and my favorite part is, you know, they talk all this mad shit. They they have all these internal documents where, they're, they're you know, they, they want to demonize half of America. And then, like, you look at like how big say the FBI is to the NYPD or, you know, or you go to the next step and you look at their recruitment pipeline and you just see how it just kind of dries up and, and dries up. And, you know, it, it, it's fun. It, it's fun knowing that eventually we're going to tip a point where we get to, it's a denial of service attack on the, you know, the opposition. And then that creates the gray zone for all the fun people to do fun stuff. Did you know that DHS has five? I know it was this way. I, I read a, will arkin's book well i guess it came out in 2020 2021 do you know the dhs has five times as many field operatives as uh the fbi yeah 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 it's fucking insane yeah that, that all expanded you know thank GWAT. you know do you want the original um great reset when you think about you know it kind of before yeah before we started just shoveling i mean everyone now knows like you the original at, election you, fortification you look at a map of eastern europe and you just see this giant washing machine where ukraine should be and like we all know that now but you know look at the war on terror and what was that yeah that is kind of so maybe things have always been this fucked, and in a way that's kind of in the, the grim darkness of the of far the future. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. yeah, I know. There, there's there's a bunch of tabletop nerds that have thought about this, and it it, it only gets worse from here. You know? Yeah. I, I, oh yeah. No. It's, <laughs> it's like the meme, like, "Hey, friend, I know things seem dark right now." I mean, I mean, for example, you probably heard of the game Cyberpunk, right? Like, yeah, that, that that came out. It's a big thing. Well, that just so you know, that came from a tabletop role playing game. Oh, okay. okay, cyberpunk itself came from that and the entire setting for that was essentially um a tabletop setting for doing um all kinds of you know weird shit in the future I and mean, when you look at how cyberpunk kind of turned out you know it, you can actually judge a lot in in for example the, the tabletop nerd community on how they view cyberpunk because anyone that's got their shit together knows it is a horrific dystopia uh, of like all the the worst things that we can imagine but then when you look at like, say, our, our rainbow pride lanyard wearing types that might be like a librarian, a certain three letter agency, um, 
and, and they they love talking about you know how gay they are or whatever the hell like those are the kind of people that look at it and they'll just be like oh man i'm going to be able to watch porn in my head or what the fuck ever and and it's going to be great it's going to be wonderful and you can almost pretty much just just draw the line as alex jones would say between the the anti-human and the transhumanists and oh, yeah. uh, and and all that kind of stuff just from how they view that and oh yeah they they called it i mean they really did. The corpos are, are a problem and we, we need to get rid of them. Hashtag nomad. It's uh I was gonna say, me and my, my little brother got married last weekend. And me and Oh, my you, older... you know, you, you pulled a Habsburg, you married like I've heard of like marrying in the family, but marrying your little brother. That's a well listen, it's crazy. I just I, I mean decided, I'm just saying <laughs> Well it's a dog eat dog world and it's a very progressive world out there. And I was like, How can I get one up on it's the genius, on actually. the trannies twerking in front of kids? You know what? You might be able to get a Man, job at the Department problem. of Energy if you get that kinky with it. And I'm already fucking hired. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but me and my older brother, the one that uh, went to uh, we, we, we went to Infowars with me. <laughs> he and I ended up at the end of the night, like when the rest of the party was just going doing whatever. It's not our. We're not the folks at the party. Obviously, we just got to be there and take pictures. The night ended with just he and I sitting on like the porch of whatever fucking building we were on drinking box wine, watching Alex Jones clips of just him, like destroying a drone with a sword and just screaming about it. I watched that live. <laughs> George Soros, you're a maggot. You're not in charge here. You understand me? I remember that live as it happened. I remember taking the screenshot in process and like sending it to my buddies and being like, that's what happens when you, when you miss the broadcast, you know? And then, so. and then yesterday, was it yesterday or was it two days ago? I it was yesterday. I saw the clip. Where they're like, are you alleging that you, you know, <laughs> you got to check your DM sometime, Tommy. I know. I, I, know, I, I know. know when I saw that on Twitter and everything, I, you were the first person I thought of. And I sent that to you. And then now on top of that, like I, I send you, you know, the, the former uh, head of the Pakistan desk for the hey. Indian CIA. And you're just like, oh, you know, no, no, know, no, no, we're, no. We're, we're... <laughs> I, when I, I email everyone you send me and I have receipts of it, I just do it in bulk. And I'm still kind of just getting back into the swing of the podcast. Everyone gets an email and you know this, you know this, don't throw me under the bus. Like I'm that. just saying, I'm just saying, Tommy, don't do me, don't right, do right now like, we, we have an opportunity. All right. With China escalating and everyone's focusing on all Taiwan. Right, right, make a note. I'll send the email today. And, India and all that stuff. The, like that, that, that's all the kind of stuff. And, and you would love this. Cause as I've been looking into eight, like eight, the, 2022, here's my full to-do list at the top stole emails all right all right so just, just so you know and, and my you phone kinda... auto corrects as soon as i hit s it auto corrects to stole emails <laughs> the, what i kind of love about the indian stuff is i've been i've been looking into you know how they've been fucked over you know essentially their intelligence services have been fucked over and and gutted from the bottom out before essentially we were that for the war on terror like the way indian intelligence is kind of works you have the research and analysis wing and they're basically the, the, the version they're, they're actually modeled at the senior, more senior levels after the CIA. Um, and that's their traditional foreign service. And up until I want to say the late nineties, early two thousands, um, they were doing pretty good, but then they got gutted for, you know, internal political reasons and squabbles and all this. And basically they, they lost their human intelligence and kind of their old school, you know, Intel capabilities in favor of, you know, we're going to do high tech and, you know, signals, this, that, and the other thing, which, you know, that's fine for some stuff, but when you kind of consider the low tech insurgents and, you know, Islamists, um, you know, they, they kind of can skirt that sometimes. And that's how you ended up with the 2008 Mumbai attack. 
um, which was kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. And then when they realized that was a problem, it still took them two years to even put together something to counter that. And that was actually called, just, just so you know, the Indians have a sense of humor. Um, they put together a military intel unit to try and basically build back up the c- capabilities that RAW, the research and analysis wing, used to have. And they called it the uh, the technical support division, I believe. <laughs> Indian technical support. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just... You know that funny kind of stuff, and uh, unfortunately, it got gutted from like the for the same political reasons that gutted the research and analysis wing. And I, if I remember correctly, most of the officers that were running that basically got put like shit posts were designed to drive them out of forces. So, like my my question now, and I've been looking at all kinds of people that have been in India that have looked at like the Balochistan question, like what what can Balochistan independence mean? How can we use that to take you know essentially a a region from pro uh, friendly relations with China, break that off to have kind of a buffer state where India and the Balochistani people can kind of resist both Pakistan influence and China's influence to punish China for obvious reasons and punish Pakistan for, uh, well, George Webb would tell you about the Imran Awan's uh, spy ring scandal and all Argulation. that. Kind of, all, all, yeah, all the DNC connections. So it's like, I'm not particularly happy with PAC ISI because of that relationship. So I would like to see Balochistan kind of uh, broken off and be independent. Um, so that's a, a just kind of a small kind of thing that I'm thinking about and trying to of all the data scraping for NGOs and foundations and websites with all those kinds of names and people that, that support all these globalist gender studies across the globe. It, w- it would be a shame if all that information were to just find itself to Hindu nationalists or, you know, Balochistan separatists and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. You would be proud. My mom texted me a couple of days ago and asked if I'd heard of ESG. She is a fan of you. And I was like, I was like, you made it. Sustainable development goals. You made, yep. you, you made it, mom. For a 2030 yeah, yeah, agenda. Yeah, there's a guy, Mark Morano, I think. I need to I need to get on. Um, yeah, I was that is a good point. 2000 kind of was that was the OG 2020, stealing the election. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I mean, you could argue we were fucked either way, but if you remember back then, like everyone was like, oh yeah, the the election was, you know, fortified, this, that, and the other, and chits, the chits, the little chit, you know, everyone was Yeah, yeah, the hanging chads, Um, no. Oh yeah, chads, not chits. Yeah, 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 the hanging chads, they fucking did chad dirty. But it is weird, right, because project for a new American century, absent a new Pearl Harbor, you know, the America won't be able to whatever, spheres of influence, they steal an election, and then Ooh, my tummy's grumbling. And then Dick Cheney piloted four planes into buildings. That, then that, yeah, that, as, as Peter Dale Scott would say, that was a deep structural event. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and speaking of uh, the, the dark Lord of the Sith himself, did you see um, his recent video where he came out backing his daughter? Oh, Dick Cheney. Oh man. That's some, he's sitting there like attached to the hearts of with a things. white cowboy hat too yeah so. he's sitting you know like just beneath where it's cropped off there's like eight tubes going into his heart from a it's bunch of kids of, and like yeah. stasis oh no they're not even removing the hearts from the kids there's a bunch of boy scouts <laughs> just ashen faced boy scouts and submerged in pools of like i don't know just no i'm gonna i'm gonna take vitamin. this to the to the next 40k level the, the kids okay. are actually still alive they're actually behind that's, that's, him yeah they're they're like they're they're human dialysis machines they're like yeah. connected to them through a that's series yeah. of tubes yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. i'm getting at yeah no no they're still alive i have them in in my mind they're in they're in pools of like saline and micronutrients 
and they're just kind of no, I'm thinking like my in my mind they they actually have to follow him around like like an actual ah. dialysis like they're connected like, to him like with a, tubes so that his blood's actually of, pumping through a series of children and, and then so back in kind of him. actually looks like an arachnid yes he kind of looks like yes you can't see it but under that there's just like a bunch of kids that just like they don't have enough blood circulation of their own like really talk or like yeah yeah Yeah. and so they're all just on like like little um like milk trucking carts let's like like milk carts yeah 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 kind of like a weird like like organic doc ock yeah yeah something like like the human centipede and doc ock fucked okay you know that that's kind of davis dick cheney yeah yeah that's in my There's mind, so title for you. Yeah, <laughs> if it's human centipede and Doc Ock fucked, it's in my mind. I had him more in like minority report pools. Maybe that's what they would do when he sleeps. Well, he doesn't sleep. Well, that's how they grow the the actual organs for implant. But that's not yeah. like the human dialysis machine that you okay. pump around. Right? Okay, they're probably there's probably a there's a there's definitely a bunker out in S four where they have all his backups though, right? All the kid oh, backups. Yeah. Well, that's that what they and- pop Phil Schneider for. So that, and if I remember correctly, um, on, on those kinds of like really schizo, if you go as far as out those, there, those the Getty. The those the yeah. Best. So my favorite was like the Getty. It's a, it's like this museum out in um, Northern California, if I remember correctly. And essentially, Alex Jones has talked about like how they have all the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger doing gay porn and all this, and like all the all the yeah. blackmail and all that kind of stuff. It's there, but under but and that and that's true that that actually we we know that like we know that the arnold schwarzenegger kind of gay porn star stuff yeah, is there. like that so before we go into the, the the crazy shit that's you know wow that's that's the that's the factual line that we're going to draw and now we're going to go we're going to go to the iceberg below okay. and below that is supposedly this inner like this castle an underground castle that is just filled with like tortured kids and stuff this is like like the full-on q and on okay. like the, the, the deep underground bunker uh, yeah adrenochrome and kids and the reason that you can't storm or take that position is because the entire castle is basically a nuclear shape charge that is designed to blow out half of california you know uh, yeah uh, cassava howitzer yeah, might that's as well. What, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What it's basically, yeah. yeah, basically, an underground shape charge just blow up. You know, half the you know, and, and that's crazy stuff that's out there. But you know, that that's some that's well, some fun always, stuff. That's the schizo level shit. I had always wondered, starting in like 2016. I don't know why I was thinking. You know, uh, in a good place. I had just moved home because I was suicidal, and I was watching. So I was just digesting memes all day and watching Trump battle Hillary. And so naturally, my mind, instead of, you know, how to get my life back on track, I was thinking, man, if you really wanted to take control of the nation, you wouldn't need like first strike capabilities. You would just bury like 500 megaton bombs under every city. That would be the ultimate like deniability. Well, yeah, stuff like that. And of course, uh, quarter uh, of the coast. And that's where we get into like, you know, you get into Putin's weapons of like, hey, we got this fucking nuke that goes off underwater. Six. And then you have, yeah, you know, and, you know, by, by the time you do all that shit you know what, what are you gonna do to stop a wave i mean you know a giant nuclear fucking wave like you know yeah i don't care how good your missile defense is at that point you know it's kind of a problem well al gore would have protected us well yeah the water level would be so much lower that we wouldn't have to worry about that that's true there would yeah. actually be a new continent we, we would have found atlantis actually, we absolutely would have because it's not in africa it's not it, that it's not the eye of whatever it's actually you know it would have the middle would have yeah, it would have been the Bermuda Triangle, and we'd see like there's a pyramid or some shit there. And 
my only my kind of pulling this out of my ass. I I don't even have schizo shit to back this up. I don't fucking care. Who gives a shit? (laughs) I don't give a fuck. It's this fuck this goddamn podcast. I don't care. We just talked about how Dick. Well, that's factual that he's probably just hooked up to kids. But they did try. I think it was it was during I think the opera. I think the Crossroads series of tests in the forties, late forties. One of the things they tried to do was detonate an a bomb underwater to create a swell mm-hmm. and it was like a decent size i want to say it was maybe like i don't know 100 kilotons so six times bigger than hiroshima and they did it like two miles offshore and the resulting swell was like six inches higher than normal in terms of crashing waves yeah actually so never mind that would be proving Putin's point because a hundred kilotons. So if you go a hundred megatons, we, we've that would be a, a little that bit would be a thousand fold. Yeah, and, that and would then be of course, when you, when you keep in mind the idea that the the concept behind that is you basically make it a dirty bomb too. Oh yeah, well it's dirty water. Yeah, so I mean you know, you're you're going to have coiterization of the coast, basically, yeah. one way or another. Yeah, bring it all the way back to counting the votes in Washington. <laughs> for Joe Kent is I'm just thinking like just to really not be a hypocrite like I'm watching him obviously I want him to win I've had him on here several times I think he's a he's behind player. enemy lines so that's yeah the problem I mean he's in yeah 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 no he's, he's in a rural I mean a very rural area so I yeah. mean like like I said if, if he wins and he does have a shot I'm not being I'm not going all black bill sure. doomer he like he's fucked or anything but you know keep in mind that where he is at it is oh no I know I know I know but I'm not even getting into like the politics of Joe Kent uh not even that what I'm getting into is just like watching it right yeah. he wasn't winning and now he's coming back to not be a hypocrite, and I fucking love Joe Kent. I, I I have to be fair and say, this is just the other side of 2020. This is watching a candidate start to come back day after day. I well, have to be yeah. objective and go, if Joe Kent was leading, and then every day Herrera okay. Butler was a okay, thousand I'm, votes I'm away. Gonna, but you I, get what I'm saying? I see I ha- where you're going with this, but let, I let's just talk. have to be fair. Let, and let's close not. The question. OK, let's not assume that that like I, I see where you're going with this. I, just, I, I also, rationally have think to about be it fair. this way. It, it's not necessarily a case of, well, if Joe Kent can do it, um, that means that, you know, well, maybe, you know, 81 million people did decide that, you know, Joe Biden is the greatest idea for president ever. All right. The, the reason why I'm not going to go for that is because I believe That's the reason. Oh, well. Well, I'm saying is. Just like I watched Trump win, and then over days, his his lead get eroded. I'm now watching the inverse. I'm watching Joe Kent coming from behind, which to me either says there was a swell for Joe Kent, and they're finding all these things, or the thing is fucked. Because I'm watching it, and I'm cheering him on. Or, right? 500 yeah. votes, 267 so, votes. But if I'm on the other side, I'm going, they're cheating. So, so that's yeah, and, well, that, well, yeah, that's kind of where I figured you were going with that. And the oh, reason, okay. and, and there's, there's what we can okay. do right. to take advantage of that later. But first, we'll talk about why I don't think that's the case. And that's because I think the only reason Joe Kent has a chance is because the idea is we've done so much work preparing for fortifications, preparing to do surveillance of people that are 
uh, trying to fortify stuff okay. that they have to get scared and back off. This is why, like I'm saying, no matter oh, what okay. happens in Arizona, we win. Now, we're, it looks like we're sweeping across the board and taking political positions. Yeah. But we were so prepared through like Prather's guys and all the guys that he works with to do surveillance of that, that at a certain point, if you're the guy trying to fortify the election, you got to go, am I going to end up in a fucking 2000 mules documentary mm-hmm. or some shit? You know, and so that is the kind of stuff that at the very least it scales back or, or makes them think twice about doing that. Now, like I said before, I don't know if Joe Kent and his area in Washington has that kind of level of network to deter that activity like we have, say, in AZ. But if he's been preparing for it, and I'm, you know, he's a smart guy, I'm assuming he's doing what he can to prepare for that. That would be the kind of deterrence to be like, well, you know what, we can't quite fortify as hard as we want to. And that gives him the space to have a shot. Now, when we get into what we can do about that and say the opposition looking at this and going, Oh my God, this is fortification and cheating and all that. For me, that's music to my ears. Okay. I love that kind of stuff because if there's one thing that has been getting talked about recently, I know um, I, I hate to use Tim pool as a reference for this, but he's been talking about it quite a bit lately frustrated that, you know, you hear about Democrats funding MAGA like populist opposition, thinking that they can beat that opposition more than the conventional rhino Republican and Trying what to that control a wildfire. Yeah. And so what that kind of tells me, and this is why this is music to my ears that makes me all giddy and everything is because it tells me that in a lot of ways, those who are running psyops and, and fucking with the heads of the opposition are capable of making the opposition do more to support us than like the average, uh, you know, Joe blow fuck off, you know, blow information. Maybe one day he'll do something when, you know, he literally can't afford food anymore, but he's busy right now. But if I can get the opposition to fund that or the opposition to do it, you know, that's a, we're taking the resources from them, giving it to our guys. And uh, at the same time, I can use that, to stir blue and on conspiracy theories and make the uh, the guys in power be like, well, you know, and, and I, I know we've talked about this before, the divide between the neoliberal incrementalists and the hardcore socialists that want it now and playing those factions off against each other. Well, I can be like, look at look at how the Biden admin sold you out. Look at how they won't let you write the way you used to. Look at how they're cracking down on this and the other thing. Look at how they're look at how the Democrats are colluding with the fascist Republicans. And and, and mm-hmm. so I can I can use all of that kind of stuff um, to essentially disrupt um what the opposition would like to do. And of course, uh, because they're always in fear and on the reactionary, I can use that fear to drive them into positions that I would like them to take and I would like them to support. So it could be that this delay in counting of the, and maybe this is just my own cognitive bias trying to see why it's good and not bad, which is they, they have to, it's them having to sit there and make a realist calculation of going, we want to fortify this as hard as possible. We know they're watching now. What can we do? And so they're just kind of, it, yeah. So they're yeah. Just, now the votes are just, it is suddenly they have hands. to think about it when they didn't have to think about it before. They just uh, it. So yeah, it's this weird, yeah, it, it, it's pulling up and it's pulling up to the house and you see Chris Hansen and you're yeah. like, hold on. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit on. different when, yeah, it, it's very much that. When all these, you know, Republican poll watchers or even better, and this is what really should scare the shit watcher. out of Yeah, and th- this is what should really scare the shit out of them is the idea that, you know, we have very big brain people that think about doing election intelligence and surveillance and whatnot. Guess what? We also have a lot of people that have walked away from the Democrat Party, but maybe they didn't switch, swap their registries yet. And maybe they've been 
convinced to be a Democrat poll watcher that actually knows what's up. And so like the level and, and there's so many people that, you know, that, that are using this model from Prather's guys to probably Ferritas working angles like this. I mean, you have so many people that are doing this level of surveillance. And of course, you know, we're, we want anyone to, to learn this kind of stuff and, and start doing this locally. So that, that's the idea. There's a lot more risk, you know, when you are the guy that is showing up with the guilty mindset, okay, and you're thinking about having to do this, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a bunch of potential Chris Hansons waiting to catch you. Well, A, it makes you think about it. And then B, also, that anxiety is the kind of signal that people look for to actually know who to spot. Yeah. That guy that has that guilty mindset, that's like looking around, he's fidgety, he doesn't know that has that kind of anxiety, like, you know, it, um, anxiety management is a real thing and being able to oh, manage 100%. opposition's anxiety that, yeah, it gives you signals and everything that you need to, to know to follow them around. And, oh yeah, no, it, this is like 800 episodes ago, but I had on Dan Libby who was to like air force security or something, you know, then he talked about like VIP protection. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh no, it's, it manifests itself. You know, you all of a sudden you just turn up the security a little bit. And they don't know that you don't know who's the target or who's the mm-hmm. bad guy. But all of a sudden, maybe you just do something like, I don't know, like everyone put their phones in the bag. Yeah, you just, or, random. yeah or it used to be like, what was it? They would shout out like Code Bravo just to like get everyone yeah, just, kind of... Yeah, yeah, sorry, or, yeah, all kinds of things to just kind of make everyone react a certain way and then see who's doing something different. Like the average person, hey, I've got... Nine out of ten people are like, oh... Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a quote Bravo. What's that? There, there's one something guy else is... going around or they've got something else to do. And yeah, and what you're looking for is eventually like that guy that's actually worried about getting caught. He's going to have a moment where he freezes up and he has to think about what he's doing and he's got to build up the courage to be like, oh shit, I don't, all right, this is, you know. And, no and, that, and, not, yeah. and, and that time, that moment where they have to build up that courage, where they realize that's happening, that gives off, like if you're on the lookout oh, and you're yeah. trying to spot that, you have so many signals that you're giving off there because the anxiety is pumping up. Like, you you know, yeah, you, you'll see like some kind of you know if you got a particularly a, a religious radical you know you'll see them kind of get like this smile like they know they're about to uh be a static over yeah. some stuff and like hey yeah all the all these adrenaline and endorphins are pumping off in the brain you, you can spot that normally unless yeah. someone's like you know goddamn trained by people that you don't want to fuck with <laughs> yeah yeah well that's right that's the that's the yeah they and then there's chemical concoctions too to keep all of your biomarkers down yeah yeah so like they would, yeah, something like Code Bravo, and then you just see who starts sweating. Mm-hmm. It's like I think they do it at the airport when they go through the backscatter machines. I'm, I'm pretty sure they just every X number of people they just say step aside. Yeah, and they just kind of want to see what happens because like it happened to me when I was flying home, but I was just so far. Usually it'll be a single a, tra- a male traveling alone. You'll usually go for the, and I was just so fucking hungover. They're like step aside. I was like, yes, I don't give. And like, as soon as I just kind of stepped over there and just kind of like stared at them with like, and they realize you're so you're hung the fuck over. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, the reason I'm looking down isn't because I'm trying to like not have eye contact. It's because I'm like thirty steps to the back. I am doing an internal monologue, much like a jihadist, but it's to get to the bathroom to blow yeah. trunks. So 28, 28 steps to the. They're like, this guy's like zoom in. They're like, this guy's heart rate's going up, and it's like, yeah, because I'm trying not to throw up on the TSA lady. Yeah, but yeah that is interesting to see kind of what they're drawing out yeah Yeah, i mean and then not only that you can kind of yeah you can big brain it right and you have a bunch of conservative poll watchers which they they take as intimidators right yeah how how dare you watch yeah how how dare you try to hold us accountable well it's kind of hilarious then because they're going to start putting out a bunch of 
Democrat poll. We're going to join your watch party. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Because we know we can win in a fair election. So it's going like, all right, well, you're going to test me for steroids. I'm going to test you for steroids. And you're like, I'm not using any fucking steroids. So you're going to get thrown out of the NFL. I'm good. That That's fucking hilarious, too. They're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to go bigger. They're going to. And it's going to get sloppier and sloppier. Like monkeypox is already just like. Yeah, there, there's. So there's already murmurs about this, and we'll see if they actually have the balls to go for it. But there are people saying it's like, holy shit, we should just suspend midterms altogether. And, you know, if that happens... Um, because of what? Monkeypox? Well, I mean, that would probably be... what They'll use some manufactured fucking... Whether it's monkeypox. They're going to use I th- China. I, They're yeah. going to use China. We're poking. Yeah, it, Ukraine and, and, wasn't big enough. And for me, that's kind of music to my ears because, like, you know, and people said Obvious. I was crazy for this. People said I was absolutely crazy for this back in 2017, 2018. But when they were pinning, you know, when they were crucifying Trump for everything that the Biden guys did, Okay, and also keep in mind, it, it, like, just not there was Russian deals on the other end. This wasn't just all us working with Putin. I mean, working with Ukraine, we were doing uranium deals with Putin. We, you know, George Webb will talk about that. We, you know, we had all kinds of other things going on, um, making deals with the the Russians. But at the end of the day, when they were pinning all of this on Trump, I was telling people, listen, they're doing this so that when they spark up a war with Russia over Ukraine. That they can say everyone against them, they are enemy combatants or they are, you know, they are working with Russia against a, a wartime, you know, wartime adversary. That's a specific thing that you need. It has to be a wartime adversary. Mm-hmm. And then they can, you know, basically come down and just remove all of you, you know. And I said, the only way you're going to get around that is if you slam hard into China. And not that I want an actual war with China, you know, ideally, now, like I just want to contain them. But if you have, but you have to use that exact same reasoning with China to throw them all under the bus as essentially enemy operators. As and we war. have all the costs of like for it. You have the 2015 OPM hack, you have everything. Oh yeah. No, as a, as a lawyer, I would say Mr. O'Neill and I'd pause and then I would pull up the episode. We need a war with China. <laughs> Yeah, well, to, to be fair, that was, yeah. Mr. Yeah. O'Neill, did you just say you don't want a war with China? You're like, listen, the sands well, of geopolitics have shifted. Yeah, and, well. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And, yeah, and I, know, the, I know, Well, for the record, when I say I don't want an all-out war with China, what I mean is I don't want to occupy China. I don't want to send troops into China. And ideally, but that being said, we do need to make use of our natural, you know, competition and conflict with China to basically judo this back into no you're the traders working with the near peer threat you are the guys that are you know need yeah. to hang uh from a rope yeah. and um and speaking of going all the way back to old episodes what was the episode we did talking about bolivia was that bitcoin warlords i think so way back in the day um so just because I, I see we're at 345 so i i, I want to show someone else's book because if you oh, remember sure. Sure. if you remember us talking about bolivia and lithium and all that kind of stuff. A a friend of Ron's, a, a guy that's over on uh, the Future Conflict show all the time, just recently came out with his sixth book that I've been waiting for for a while. I've been I've been egging him on in chat that I want to see this, but it's called Brian of War here by Mike Bennett. And uh, Mike Bennett, he's a well. If you get him on to talk about these books, I'm you know you should. I've I've tried before. I've yeah. tried to get him before. So, yeah. So he's he's uh, from a just to egg him on if he ever sees this. He's from a, a unit 
or a group of people that wear funny hats and do embassy security in Ukraine. And by that, I mean, he's a, he's a green beret and they're not supposed to do that at all. But so anyway, he's an expert at unconventional warfare and all that kind of stuff. And if you go through his entire series, uh, he's actually looking at a lot of the same places uh, that China's operating Belt and Road and stuff out of, mm-hmm. and looking from an unconventional warfare kind of green beret angle, like how do you counter this? And and while I differ with him on how supportive he is of Ukraine, and I, he's even acknowledged that, you know, after seeing how they've uh, conducted themselves uh, recently, that he would probably revisit that. But this one right here, Brian of War, is all about lithium. It is about Bolivia. It's on par with any kind of Tom Clancy um, espionage, cool guy action, and stuff like that. And uh, if you find any of that Bolivia lithium kind of stuff interesting from our previous one, you, you want to pick this up. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't give a so shit. Plug that, it, yeah. that, that's my shelf for another day. Come on, come on. I've been waiting. Mike I've Chad. been waiting for literally anyone to come up with a policy for like countering China's activities in Bolivia, and like there, there. That's the first thing that I've even seen that's close to it. I think you and I. It might have been the same episode. You and I, I think, conjured up a somewhat good like judo for Belt and Road, and it was, you know, money's fake. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not real. You just inflate, deflate one that's zero. That's what he's talking yeah. about. So money's money's not real. So the idea that like we got to bankrupt China, that's not real. What there is is like, it's like bankrupting the Soviet Union. It's not yeah. real. Well, well look can't. at look at Russia right now. All you need to to make this case is you know. So we had, and if you go on the World Economic Forum's own website and you go to their strategic intelligence section, they call it weaponized interdependence. This isn't me putting words on their mouth. This is what they call it, weaponized interdependence. So the idea is you build up this system where everyone's interdependent on everybody so that no one can go to war against each other because then you can cut off the resources. Well, Mm -hmm. that was the idea of how to maintain pace. The problem is we inherited a bunch of people inherited that system and they don't know how to use it. And they're like, fuck it, let's go to war against Russia. Well, guess what? Russia knew what inter, you know, weaponized interdependence was a long time ago. And they have been preparing for the resource game and making sure they have all the resources needed, not the money. And, and when it yeah. comes to money, by the way, if you look at who has a lot of gold and Russia. has been invested, yeah, Russia. So when all of our sanctioned judo money were coming for your, your, your paper dollars and, you know, all this kind of bullshit uh, happened, you, you, Guess who got hurt more than anyone? Us, Western Europe, everyone but Russia. Russia's fine. Russia, I mean, Russia might have um, some hiccups and some consequences from this down the road, but they've, they've known this was coming for so long. They've insulated themselves, and they have a bunch of people running their country who, at the very least, are not maliciously incompetent not a combo of both. You might have an incompetent person here or there. You might have a corrupt person here or there. But if they get too corrupt or too malicious, they get dealt with. And so as a whole, you know, they, they know what they're up against and they're not slipping because they don't have the uh, they don't have the room to fuck up. You know, like, say, yeah. for example, Brookings or Lawfare, or all these groups that can just they can mix booze and benzos and just be fucked up all day because, yeah. you know, they've got, you know, the unlimited printing press. Russia has always been effective because they know they don't have unlimited resources yeah. and they have to think about how to, you know, use what they have wisely. That has always been why the Russians have been at the at essentially the spear point intelligence. of intelligence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's why uh, Garrett Bruhog, I had him on for episode 100, uh, nuclear fusion researcher at uh, Laser Energetics in New York, I think. But he said that he was like, there's, a, there's always a beauty to the Russians because they never had the unlimited funding and resources that we had. So they would have to get to the same. And not only were, was their math different, 
because they had to find quicker routes, then it would also just be like, well, let's just, just go steal the fucking secrets, which is why the first special access program, the Manhattan Project, they had two separate cells inside to the point where, yes, yeah, Stalin knew when Truman told him that we have a fantastic bomb. Yeah, Stalin's like, da. Yeah, he yeah. did. And this is exactly why when I was a you know a teenager, I went and, you know, I didn't want to learn from Americans. I wanted to go and learn from all these, you know, former Russian guys and see what they're about. Because like, you know, say just on, on like a tactical class, learn how to shoot, learn how to, you know, do anything like that. Like you go to an American class to learn this kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like they'll teach you good fundamentals. Like if you learn the, the fundamentals of how say Delta shoots a handgun, you, you know, sure. you're, you're going to shoot pretty well. But as soon as they like, if assuming they teach you tactics at all, what they're going to do is they're going to teach you tactics based on U.S. military with the assumption that you have a fire team or, you know, the assumption of what the military would be bringing to the table. And what I loved about like the Russians and their everything, they like their whole mindset was you're a dude. Maybe you have two or three other dudes around you. You're not in the military. You're not with this or the other thing. Maybe you have weapon. Maybe you got to improvise a weapon. But it was all about you, the individual, and what you can do rather than, you know, here's this military doctrine and we're going to give it to you, you know. Yeah, yeah and, and and all this stuff that you will never be able to do. And speaking of, I, I wish I had uh, a physical copy of his book I could plug, but someone else that's on Future Conflict that does that kind of stuff, Joe Dolio, who you've talked to, his Tactical Wisdom series is the idea. Mm-hmm of that that's the whole point is taking all this wisdom from military stuff and cutting out all the stuff that you will you will never be able to call a, a chinook with a qrf force in. it's not going to happen so just rip those pages out and simplify what's there and so that's the kind of stuff that's really good and you know so that's i i, I wish i had his physical copy to show like i have mics but you know it's awesome ghost recon leveling up to the point where we had to play seriously right we have to use the hairpin turn we have to use cover we have to somebody has to have the health drone somebody has to have the explosives there's no room for fucking there is a meta yes yeah. there there's a meta to everything uh there is there is objective good and evil there is an objective meta to everything and those that deviate from the meta they are heretics they are deviants and uh they should be burned at the stake frankly they're self-calling in, indeed uh, but if i remember correctly our tactic to battle belt and road was so the only thing that's real is like, you know, real politic, right? Resources, actual fucking mm-hmm. concrete rebar, lithium, real shit, not, not fiat money was you let them build up belt and road and then you drop the hammer on them so that they've actually sunk resources into creating naval bases. Yes. And oil rigs so. and, and when you when you look at say what this, this is why like i give eric prince the benefit of the doubt like i have a lot of th- there's a lot of stuff that eric prince does that makes me go holy shit like you know you got some tactical tunnel vision i don't know what the fuck you're doing at the strategic level um but when you look at him setting up say frontier services group and yeah. basically doing um you know Blackwater with Chinese characteristics and you know inviting them in there and everything Chinese characteristics. yeah, yeah. um you know, it, it's a it's a dangerous game of uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. But, you know, that that seems to be um, the only thing that we can do on a very limited scale right now, because you can't you can't go to war with China right now. You can't actually go up against them. Hell, when Trump was in the presidency, I was told there was allegedly a bounty on fucking Chinese intelligence officers. But if you went around during the Trump presidency and being, you know, with a bunch of information and say, hey, I want to be the walk in that makes your fucking day today. If it was against China, 
everyone was hiding under their fucking desk. Nobody wanted to touch it. Nobody wanted to do anything. There was like, I just want the, the regime to come back in power so that I can go along to get along, yeah. uh, you know? And that was the entire mind. That was one of the things that enraged me. And, uh, you know, you know, kind of made me go from uh, someone that wants to work behind the scenes to uh, a little bit more of a, you know, I want to uh, tell the opposition exactly how I feel about them and dare them to come down and do something about it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You can't go. I mean, it's, it, it's, this isn't any unique take. We can't go total war. You you cannot do that. It's total war stopped actually about 77 years ago tomorrow. Total war stopped. You can't use the whole, you cannot use your whole armory anymore. So it has to be some weird fucking hybrid where now war is not a fleet of B-17s or B-29s. Instead, it's we got to let China, politics. We got to let That's China build in Bolivia. It's like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah. it's the only way. Yeah. And, and this is why, like, I, I tend to view the world a lot more like a, you know, someone looking at, say, the Middle Ages. And I tend to look. I, a lot less at Westphalian nation states than this idea of these big map or even institutions. Like we all know that, you know, CIA, FBI, all these groups, you know, there's so many factions within them. The idea yeah. of like, Oh, it's just this one. No, that, you know, tribes are about 120 people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are groups or factions of about 120 people apiece, And sometimes they form coalitions and it's playing balance of power politics between those coalitions. Um, that's where, the real action is that's that's where the real difference is going to be and if you can essentially make contact with the right groups of those people and you can you know all get them walking onto the same targets out of self-interest then that's how you that's how you win yeah yeah it's the meme of like the puppet operating the puppet operating the puppet operating the puppets this weird wheels within wheels yes yeah i mean it all comes back to to dick cheney out in that and yeah skull and bones and secret societies all you know spying oh, on so it all goes all back that. to yeah. bill schneider that's, that's the reality of it is if you don't understand schneider you don't understand the rest of it they are mortal they do die he killed two of them. i know i killed one my walter ppk two of them yeah. i think wasn't it two? yeah yeah yeah, two. I, yeah yeah and they just out them can you just imagine like you're in a fucking off his like, fingers you know you're you're in like essentially like a full environmental like goddamn spacesuit for underground okay and like you gotta you gotta go for like this this fucking like all you got's goddamn walter ppk like that, that's and, and you're up against fucking aliens man. called that, the armor the most, of god that, the armor of god yes right there that, what he was doing Phil was walking in there. They spotted him because the sparks from his balls dragging on the floor. All the way. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think, I guess, in conclusion, uh, I guess predictions for midterms. The temperature has turned up so much. They see Chris Hansen on the front lawn. But, and then not even metaphorically, they are pedophiles, but metaphorically, they still want to fuck. So we're going to have to, they're going to do something bigger and sloppier. And I think it's going to be poking China. They're not dumb enough to commit suicide with China. They're going to poke China to invade. They're also Taiwan. controlled by China. So you got to keep in mind it, like, that you know, in, in a lot of ways they're when, but when, even we that see, faction when, when we see them poking China, they're really giving China the just cause to do what they already want to do. Yeah, it's saying Al-Qaeda attacked us, but it's like, I mean, they're the Mujahideen who we funded under Operation, you know, what is it, Sycamore Tornado or, you know, something like that. Cyclone. Yeah, yeah, Cyclone was Mujahideen. Sycamore, yeah, Sycamore Timber, Timber Sycamore. 
That was ISIS. But same fucking thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jinx, I'm still trying to get Jinx on my podcast. Do you follow him? I don't. I mean, I I, I want to say I probably know of like three people that go by that handle. So like you got to uh, be a little well, his bit username's more specific. A, his username's Crack Connoisseur. He makes he makes okay. all the he makes all the fucking he makes all the mashups of like I think made, I have seen this stuff. Yeah, he made the one with like Biden talking about like how Russia's interfering with other elections and the world knows it, and then he just goes through like the history of this. He makes like one minute long videos. Yeah, I've he, seen. Yeah, I know who you're yeah, talking about. Does all the Timothy McVeigh yeah. shit. Yeah, no, I've been trying to get him on. I don't know what the purpose of that was, but yeah, that's what it will be. But even that's beautiful because. Well, really what it comes down to is how well-coded the NPCs are. Because if they try to suspend elections because of like China invading Taiwan, there's either going to be this guttural thing where people go, no, 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 that's bad. You can't suspend elections because that's just fascism. Or the NPC coding is so good that they're going to say, this is good. We need to suspend elections, right? You can almost see like the top Reddit fucking thread now 900 gold awards with 200 trillion upvotes it's like we need to suspend elections to save they're they're already there i mean you you the mask is completely removed and they're just they're goose stepping at this point it's just a matter of are they going to attempt to fortify the the election knowing that we're going to catch every little thing that we do and whatever left is left of legitimacy is just going to be gone and we're just going to be in naked um power politics after that and or as I like to say, uh, socially engineering a non-permissive environment for the families of those who have fucked us. Yeah. As Las and Pepe's it, comes to America. Just and, to, you know, and that's the thing to think about. As, as all of these problems from south of the border and the justice system from south of the border comes here, um, you will get a very Las Pepe-style solution uh, to those who have persecuted us. And then you have to wonder, is that the end goal? that they win no matter what. They either fortify the elections, they either suspend the elections, they either get away with it, or it's so obvious that it starts war. Well, what would an enemy well, want? Well, I mean, I mean when, when you, when you look apart. at what what Alex Jones and all the, all the big heads in this space have been looking at, you know, sustainable development goals since before I was calling them sustainable development goals, what was it, the Millennium Goals or, you know, Agenda 21, before all that. The idea wasn't necessarily making an authoritarian regime for the sake of making an authoritarian regime. The idea is that the governments themselves and the, the petty useful idiots that want a little bit of power uh, without being able to think ahead are going to delegitimize the governments for them so that the, whether it's a new world order or non-state actor or whatever comes in and, uh, and runs, thing at, runs things after that. That's the idea. They want the government to delegitimize themselves so that they can bring in and roll in a new system. And for someone, you know, like me that, you know, not to say I'm a complete accelerationist, but when I feel like my back's against the wall and I have no other option, well, guess what? I don't mind delegitimizing what's left of the government because at a certain point I want a new government and I grew up watching regime change and I, 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 I need my fix. Yeah. When I, when I see a regime, I don't want, I, I grew up with the the the, uh, the comprehension that we can just remove them and and uh, and do whatever the fuck we want to achieve yeah. our our policy. Yeah. Or we just give it up to Dick Cheney. 
I would rather be the new Dick Cheney. I, I would rather, I would be, I want to be oh, that kind of tyrant. I want to be the guy that's so terrifying that they beg for the liberty. Like, you know how, how in 1984, you know, he's like, you know what, you're going to be sitting there. You're going to be watching propaganda. You're going to love it at the end of it. And only when you finally love it, that's when I'm going to kill you. That's, yeah. I want to, I want to torture the opposition so bad that they become libertarians. And then when they beg for the libertarian position, then you execute. Mm-hmm. Walter that, PPK. That's where I'm at. That's once, where my head space is. Once at. they beg for Phil Schneider, <laughs> that's when you that's when you execute them. Mm-hmm. The the time well, for reasoning is uh, long gone. <laughs> well, this birthday cast was no less schizophrenic than I hoped it would be. And I wouldn't fucking have it any other. Cheers, way. Tommy. Thank you so much, sir. I know it's a, a day behind. At least it wasn't like last year where I got stung by the NRO mosquito. Yeah, and you, know, you, didn't, you didn't get a concussion, you know, just, you know, you wore a helmet. You know, wore a helmet and a mouth guard. Got an EMT on standby. We did it. All right, brother. We got to wrap this one up because I got another guy coming in. Dave, All right, my dude. Take care. Thank, thank you so much, my